I'm talking to Miriam Ortiz Pino, as we do from time to time on Women's Focus. Her business is more than organized, and let me say welcome back to Women's Focus. Yeah, it's been a minute, but I'm glad to be here as always. I just thought that it would be interesting to see what you are talking to your clients about in this time, especially when you read about so many people going through all their things and just overwhelming the secondhand stores with stuff that they are discarding. So what are you finding that people are doing and what are you telling them to do? Interesting things are going on. I think there's a discrepancy between what people are saying they're doing during this time and what they're actually doing in this time. So I have a lot of my clients who intended to go through a lot of things and take it and then got freaked out that they wouldn't be able to drop it off somewhere and then didn't actually do it. And now a few people are starting to get some stuff going to the secondhand stores and things, but I'm not sure how backed up they actually are because they're still taking stuff. So it's a little bit unclear if the people writing the articles about this overabundance of people getting rid of their stuff is talking to two or three people or or most people. (laughs) I'm not seeing the same thing from my end at all. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. They have the intentions, but it didn't really happen. Mostly because just because you're at home doesn't mean you have free time, especially when you're trying to homeschool your kids and things like that. So I think there was a little bit of uncertainty leading to the desire to control what you can control. And so cleaning out the closet seems like a good idea. I think we don't really know yet how successful that has been. Oh, I see. Um, So when everything else in your life is in an uproar, you look Uh for something that you can put right. Exactly. It's very therapeutic, actually, to think of it that way. When you're anxious, try to control something. And why not? control things instead of people because, you know, it's easier, faster. (laughs) And it it will make you feel better rather quickly. What I found mostly was how few people, both my colleagues, friends, and clients, are not very comfortable with not leaving their houses. (laughs) It's really baffling to me that we've turned into a society that is so afraid of spending time with yourself. And, and listening to your own mind. So the noise quieted down, and people didn't know what to do with that exactly. And it caused quite a bit of anxiety, I think. Well, that's interesting. How are they dealing with that, or what are they doing? Well, I found myself getting interrupted about 30 times a day with people just calling to chat because we were all at home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still working. I don't know what you guys are doing. Um <laughs> But about 40% of my business was already just the coaching, so it it was, you know, still happening. I still had clients that I had to call and, and or Zoom. So that was interesting. And then just teaching people about how to use Zoom and the phone to do business these days because I've been using it for, for many years, and then all of a sudden everybody discovered it, slowed down my connection, darn it. <laughs> So you've been doing tutorial sessions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and coaching sessions. So, and then teaching my colleagues how to help their organizing clients virtually without being able to go in person. Oh, right. Yeah. Which must be it's, really hard because part of getting someone to help organize you, I, I 
think must be not doing it yourself. Yes, a good portion of it is the, the physical manual labor of it. But it is definitely possible to organize people virtually. I mean, I have clients in five different countries around the world, and I, I have not had that much trouble with it. For anyone that is actually motivated to learn how to be organized, I can walk them through that process pretty easily on the phone. It's when they want the organizer to do all the work that it becomes difficult. Okay. Okay, so what do you do? Do you say, do they describe what their project or what their focus is, and then you tell them what to do about it? Well, we I start all my clients, whether they're virtual or in person, with a an assessment day and a, a training day. So we do that to determine the, the scope of the project and what they're trying to accomplish and, and the best way to get them there. And then the actual organizing sessions, I actually have them send me photos, and there's a method to how they shoot the photos for me, and we share them in a Dropbox. And then oh. we... Just talk on the phone, preferably with a headset rather than the speaker phone. And I'm looking at photos and I'm explaining to them what to do with the things and they're making the decisions and I'm right there with them, but not in person. It may be even better than being in person. I actually think it is for anyone that doesn't have the physical limitations because it's very much training your body at the same time as training your mind on how to make better decisions and how to look at your space a little differently. When I'm there, I tend to do too much for them. I mean, on the one hand, that's really nice. On the other hand, they may not, it may not be as stick, sticky for them. You know, they may not be able to carry it on to the next place as quickly as they do when we do it virtually. Okay, so tell me what you mean by carry it on to the next place. So when you're learning something new, there's always a muscle memory component to it. So if you can make that mind-body connection as you're doing it, you're more likely to be able to replicate the effort in a new and different space. Okay. So if I am putting the file labels on all your files, it's going to take you a little bit longer to learn the system of what order the files are in than if you were writing the labels and putting them in that order yourself. Oh, of course. And so I would imagine that some people are tempted to organize their whole family at this time that they're home. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And, of course, you know, I've talked about it before that you have to start with yourself and your own relationship to stuff and then model the good behavior for the rest of the family. So always start with yourself and then carry it to the shared areas and then to the individuals, the other individuals. Okay, so you start with yourself, then you go to Mm -hmm. the living room and the dining room, table and things like that, and then you go into their space if if that works. Because by then they're starting to notice the the benefits around the rest of the house, and they're more they're going to be more open to it. Oh, I see. Of yeah. course, how nice. <laughs> <laughs> are your clients getting to that point in their organization, or where are they? The ones that are trying this. Um. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of very specific clients. Yes, the clients that have gotten to the point where we're doing the public spaces now or the shared spaces um, definitely are noticing a change in others. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's really obvious. I have a lot of husbands that go organize the garage after I work with the wife for three or four sessions without saying anything about it. They just go and do it. And then we don't have to do it. So it's great. <laughs> um, it, and it also depends on what the desired outcome was for when they hired me in the first place. Now that I'm doing a lot more work from home scenarios, it's not been as prominent the last few months. But I do know that the three or four clients I was already working with, definitely it, it started carrying over into the other areas. And then what do you anticipate will happen when people are able to go out again? Do you have any sense of that? Are they going to um, be going from a different place? Are they going to have a different feeling about it when they are able to go out again? Or will they have more appreciation from their at-home time? I hope so. I'm a little worried that there's still so many people that are afraid of being alone and spending time with themselves that that lesson may not stick. But I think there's bound to be a certain level of confidence that's built up that, okay, I don't have to go to the store and everything will still be okay, at least as a hobby. Although there could be the opposite reaction where everyone just runs to the store and buys everything. <laughs> yes. Oh. I hope yes. not. But people are going to learn different lessons from this experience. And hopefully it, it makes people a little more self-reliant and a little more inventive in their uses of things around their house that they already use and have. And it may bring some clarity of all the stuff that's in their way would be my me, my wish. Tell me again what you mean by being more inventive about the things in their house. There's been a real move over the last 30 years or so. It probably started earlier, but definitely in the last 30 years about single-use items. Like, this is the machine you use to make the toast. And this is the machine you use to heat up the french fries. And this is the machine you use to pressure cook the beans. And this is the machine you use for this. Instead of, I have some pots and pans and some chef's knives, and I can cook anything I want to at any time. So if you have fewer single-purpose items, you're more likely to use one of the other items for a second use or find something new to use it for. Okay, and so you think that that is happening? I think so. people can't rush out and buy a new something new when they discover they want it. Or they've, they've tried ordering it and it, it's not available right now or, or it requires being made. You know, look at all the people making PPE right now. Yeah. So hopefully it trickles into other areas as well. And do you have any sense of why people are having so much trouble being alone? Um, well, I think... We are socialized that way these days, especially social media, that false, shallow sense of community, and always striving for faster, better, more in terms of consumption. And it just lends itself to not really listening to what your actual needs are. You just spend a lot of time solving your perceived needs with things instead of actual ideas or feelings. 
And from the people that you've, you're talking to, do you have a feeling that they are changing as they're being home? I think so. Different communities seem to be having different reactions, but I know many people I've spoken to have reconnected with friends that they've been missing for a long time or family members. There's more check-in. I know I've been weirdly more social this whole time. I'm not leaving my house, but I've been more social because I'm actually mm. catching up and having conversations with people instead of just, hey, how's it going? I'll meet you at the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Bye. And the other thing that I think people are noticing is when you're not driving around all day, you have a lot more time to do things. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so hope, hopefully they'll retain that. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least maybe begin consolidating trips so when you do have to go out you're you're doing it all kind of at once instead of a different trip every day well that's really interesting i'm glad that you've been making all these observations and it sort of gives us some idea of what to look for and interesting to find out how things have changed of course everyone is wondering how that will happen but that gives me something to look for that i hadn't really thought about before so thank you for yeah. for sharing those ideas. You need to give your website. Yeah. So the website is morethanorganized.net. There's lots of free resources about how to get organized and mindset around money and systems in your life. And I've been talking to Miriam Ortiz Pino, and she comes on Women's Focus from time to time, and usually not quite as philosophical as you've been today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it tends to be more practical. But right now, I'm not sure what practical is. It looks different for everybody. So, <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Well, if anyone is, is looking for actual support about things, I've got some workshops coming up as well that might be helpful for, for the listeners. If, if And those are all on the website, too. And I would just say now is a really great time to start figuring out who you'd like to be. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, been thinking about that one a lot this week.